This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes, broadcasting on the Mojo 5 Radio Network and bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Here to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at and conventional wisdom is often just an illusion. We're live on iHeartRadio, on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. And you can follow me on Twitter at right now, Jim Dawes. I'd love to hear from listeners. Shoot me an email. The address is rightnowjimdawes at gmail.com. Or call the vent line and get something off your chest at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. You know, sometimes I think I'm going to have to take this show to seven days a week because if you uh, if you take the weekend off, you fall behind the news cycle. Uh, and, you know, what what we're in the middle of, dear listeners, right now, is a civilizational war is being carried out in our streets. It's uh, the other side, the Marxist uh, forces represented by Black Lives Matter and Antifa and uh, their corporate paymasters um, have been engaged in this war for quite some time. Uh, they've been marching through our institutions in this country, taking them over most uh, dis- uh, destructively in our universities. When you see all these uh, these kids out there that know nothing of their history are unable to really identify uh, the foundations of this country and think that, uh, you know, they're uh, becoming some sort of um, revolutionary. Uh, All of that was cultivated uh, in our universities, but you know, it's reinforced with uh, entertainment and, and music uh, even in the churches, this liberation theology has taken root, and it's deeply Marxist in its origin. But we're going to talk about, uh, you know, the developments over the weekend in the streets as their their Marxist revolution breaks out of the the ivory towers and into the streets. But I want to talk first about the uh, the rally, uh, the MAGA rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma, over the weekend. Everybody is wringing their hands and uh, gnashing their teeth, thinking that uh, somehow this represents uh, a failure. Uh, you know, it's a bump in the road, but it's uh, it's nothing to to get depressed over. Uh, in, in the long run, it will work out uh, to uh, the president and uh, his America First supporters' advantage. But the media just had a field day because uh, they were able to characterize um, you know, the lower than expected turnout at the rally is some sort of fail on behalf of the campaign and its supporters. There were uh, about 12,000 people inside the uh, Bank of Oklahoma 
arena in Tulsa. Um, the place holds 19,000. So, you know, in the, uh, in the Trump world, uh, you know, that, uh, that is coming up a little short, especially after, um, Brad Parcells, uh, was bragging that, uh, they had, uh, 1 million ticket requests in the lead up to the, to the event. But you got to look at this in perspective, you know, we're in this coronavirus scare and you had the media, um, for the entire two weeks leading up to the rally warning Trump supporters that if they attended, they were going to uh, come down with coronavirus. And if that doesn't happen, certainly the black lives matter protesters would assault them in the streets. And uh, a lot of that did happen. But uh, even despite uh, the lower than expected turnout, the the demand for the rally was illustrated by uh, over 8.3 million people watching this online and uh, on uh, on on Fox News. I think the numbers uh, up to about 10 million now that they uh, you know people have started uh, coming back from the weekend and and uh, catching up on it. But there were violent protesters in the streets in Tulsa, these uh, Antifa buffoons and these uh, Black Lives Matter thugs showed up uh, intimidating people, blocking entrances, trying to uh, to intimidate and threaten Trump supporters. The media is totally uninterested in any of that now. They've spent the last three years telling us that it is uh, Trump's supporters that are uh, Nazis and and uh, fascists that are threatening violence, violence against America. And now that we see what's really going on with the, you know, Antifa and Black Lives Matter, well, you know, we're not just now seeing it, but the media content, continues to turn a blind eye to the real source of violence. So they were able to shut down some of the gates, uh, some of the people that showed up there with their families Certainly, we're not going to brave the gauntlet of these uh, Black Lives Matter uh, goons to to try to get in there. They were not going to put their families at risk, and so it shut you know it, it shut down uh, or limited uh, the people that were able to get in. And apparently, there was uh, some sort of coordinated online effort to uh, request tickets and then not show up. Uh, through the social media app TikTok. And AOC, right after uh, the event, took to her Twitter account and bragged that uh, actually you just got rocked by teens on TikTok who flooded the Trump campaign with fake ticket reservations and tricked you into believing a million people wanted your white supremacist open uh, mic enough to pack an arena during covid she says, shout out to the Zoomers. Y'all make us proud. So, you know, we've been lectured for the last three years about foreign interference in our election. And now you've got a sitting member of Congress, the leader of the ideological um, or the ideological leader of the Democrats at this point. Ocasio-Cortez bragging that she used a, a Chinese social media application in order to interfere in a presidential campaign. Where are the Republicans uh, hold, you know, that are calling for hearings on this and and uh, putting AOC on the hot seat and asking her what about this? Well, you know, you're going to say or they're going to say, 
oh, well, it was Americans that were taking to TikTok. But TikTok is run by the Chinese Communist Party. And you can bet that they uh, maximize their algorithms in order to, uh, to interfere with Trump and his America First agenda that is harming them so badly with regard to trade. The, the hypocrisy out of the Democrats is always stunning. You, you never really get used to it. But what uh, AOC has uh, given us a, a glaring example of now, the Democrats are perfectly willing to interfere in elections. They're never concerned about that. that was, they weren't sincere about uh, Russia and everybody else interfering, foreign interference in the election. They they just uh, using that as a uh, a bludgeon to take after Trump. They told us again and again that the Russians, you know, bought social media and interfered in our election. Now that uh, AOC is bragging about a Chinese communist sponsored interference in our election, well, they're laughing about that. This Chinese app is uh, huge among the younger generation. You don't normally hear of teenagers that are interested in a uh, in, in politics, much less, you know, a uh, a political rally. So you can bet that uh, the Chinese Communist Party optimized their algorithm in order to uh, amplify the interference in the campaign. And even with all of these obstacles to overcome, Donald Trump can fill an arena uh, to, oh, I mean, you, you can't even compare it to what Joe Biden could do. Mercedes Schlapp was uh, on the TV over the weekend uh, pointing out the contrast. I mean, Joe Biden has an event with, with empty folded chairs and painted circles on the floor. I'd love to see a Joe Biden rally. Let's bring it on because there is no comparison. The phenomenon of the rally came because of President Trump and people came out. Those people that knew that wanted to be there physically present with the president uh, was they joined us and they are family oriented individuals who wanted to come out and be with us. Well, they are family oriented uh, individuals that are not going to put their family at risk, uh, you know, to, to run the gauntlet of the Black Lives Matter Antifa crowd that uh, were showing up. I think going forward, uh, the campaign really needs to seriously consider moving these these rallies outdoors. And my suggestion would be uh, NASCAR tracks. They're located across the country in uh, very strategic swing states. And, uh, you know, their seating is unlimited. So you could just, uh, you know, fill up the arena and adjust uh, to however many people want to show up. And, and by the way, if these Black Lives Matter protesters and Antifa goons want to show up at these NASCAR tracks and try to interfere, I say let them come ahead. If they want to seriously get a look at, uh, you know, what uh, this conflict would look like, come ahead. You might even want to uh, schedule an actual uh, stock car race either before or after the event. MSNBC, uh, you know, uh, after the rally, they quickly... Uh, shifted gears and tried to deny that there was actually any political intimidation going on at the rally. But 
prior to the rally on Al Sharpton's show, they've got a, a, a racial huckster who has a long history of inciting violence and murder as a host on one of their shows. But prior to the event, uh, they had a report from the event that uh, admitted that there were violent um, opposition in the streets there. To last night have now made their way here where Trump supporters are waiting to get into the arena. I also want to show you over here, we have some heavily armed white individuals. They're wearing those Hawaiian shirts, which is usually the Boogaloo Boys kind of trademark. So you have all the elements for trouble out here. And again, one of these gates, there are three places where you can enter to get to the BOK Center. Three gates. This one has now been shut because there was some kind of incident. There were Black Lives Matter protesters who made their way here, and they had a, a very brief standoff. They had a very brief standoff with the police who were backed by the National Guards, and they were slowly moved back. They're still slowly moving that line back, but again, it's forced the shut of one of those three entry points. You can hear we're now sort of being surrounded by Trump supporters who are trying to get their message out on our air, but the situation here is now a tense one because you have these three different groups that have all converged on this one street, and we're now seeing the National Guard try to move that crowd back and get these gates open again. The gates at the actual BOK Center are scheduled to open right now. I don't know if that will be delayed because this entryway, as I've said, is now completely shut. It's obviously the situation that authorities So right after that, uh, you know, they changed their story and said, oh, there was no interference in getting in. But uh, some of the truth actually leaked through on their air. They were able to shut down uh, that one gate, and then they immediately uh, started making it impossible for Trump supporters to get into the arena uh, through other gates. We got to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. You hear the headlines. You know health insurance is a real mess right now. Premiums have skyrocketed, and in most cases, you're stuck with your plan until open enrollment. But there's a government rule that allows you to qualify for lower health insurance rates if your life has changed. That means if you've changed jobs, if you're having a child, if you're getting married, if you're getting divorced, even if you run a small business or you're self-employed, this law may qualify you to get lower health insurance rates. Call the health insurance hotline today learn how this 10-minute call can help you get lower health insurance rates this is a free service to help consumers learn the laws to help them qualify for lower health insurance rates so call right now to learn more 800-605-1679 800-605-1679 that's 800-605-1679 pay for by go health so let's do a thought experiment imagine if you will what would happen if uh trump supporters showed up at a joe biden rally if that's even a thing but just imagine uh they showed up and uh, they tried to block the entrances, threaten violence, uh, wait for the crowd to leave the event, 
threatened them with violence in the streets, what would be the reaction of the mainstream media to that? They would be screaming fascism and Nazism because what uh, is going on when these Black Lives Matter and Antifa thugs show up at these events and try to harass, intimidate, and prevent a Trump rally is a civil rights violation. You're interfering in their uh, right to free assembly, to assemble peaceably, which is exactly what the uh, Trump supporters are doing. You would have the Department of Justice trying to figure out who is mo- uh, organizing this and uh, and bringing charges. And AOC is certainly subject to these charges, as are these leaders of the Black Lives Matter movement They try and, and Antifa. They try to avoid this by being so-called leaderless resistance. It's, it's a loosely uh, connected network of people who all have the same ideological bent uh, coordinating online on Twitter and Facebook where you will be censored if you complain, by the way. But they would be screaming from the rooftops that uh, this is fascism come to America. But you dare not say that about uh, the the darling of the uh, left, the Black Lives Matter movement. Simone Sanders, who is, uh, I think she is actually Joe Biden's campaign manager, uh, was on this week, uh, Sunday, Fox News Sunday with Chris Wallace. I don't watch it anymore. I look at the clips afterwards. If you want to watch a good show, go to Fox Business and watch Maria Bartiromo's uh, Sunday Futures. But Simone Sanders was on with Chris Wallace, and uh, to his credit, he asked her about, uh, you know, where is Sleepy Joe? All right, so here's a question I'm going to ask you. Uh, Joe Biden has, uh, you talk about him being on the campaign trail, but I think most people have been struck that he has been, he stayed in his Delaware home mostly, and then in large part since March, he's held a few socially distanced events but uh, by the large part, he has not been on the campaign trail, and he could have held certainly more socially distanced events. And perhaps more important, he has not held a news conference, either in person or online, for 80 days, almost three months. Why not? Well, Chris, uh, to be clear. Let me, let me just interject here before Simone Sanders gets started. Simone Sanders is uh, one of these uh, black activists, uh, used to have a platform over at CNN. Joe Biden uh, brought her into his campaign to shut her up because before she became a a campaign manager in Joe Biden's camp, she was a harsh critic of Joe Biden, pointing out his history of bigotry and support of segregationists in the the Congress. At one point, she actually said the last thing we need is Joe Biden – We don't want any more white men representing the Democrat Party. Joe Biden's response was to bring this buffoon and uh, and give her a position of a high paid position of power inside the campaign. Why not? Well, Chris, uh, to be clear, Vice President Biden takes uh, does interviews, takes questions from the press regularly. Not true. In March, we were we have adjusted to this new normal like most people in America. We have been campaigning virtually, but just because we are campaigning virtually does not mean we are not meeting uh, actual voters across the country. Vice President Biden has campaigned in Michigan and Florida. Uh, Dr. Biden has campaigned. He has probably met a small handful of voters. Uh, I think the campaign is 
come to the conclusion that the best thing that they can do is to keep Joe Biden under wraps. Of course, every time he speaks, he puts his foot in his mouth. And so, you know, maybe it's better for them. They've probably decided to just, um, to just keep him under wraps. So I want to get to the actual speech. It it was a bit, uh, sluggish. I would say, uh, he started out with this long winded recitation of, you know, his grievances against, uh, the media, um, which are entertaining, you know, he's kind of long winded. He, he takes forever to get to the punchline, but it really wasn't the time for that. Anyway, we're at a time now where we need, um, solid leadership pushing back on behalf of America's founding and it's, uh, and, and Western civilization in general. But once he, uh, he got past, you know, the ramp and the water and, and the, the media's, uh, unhinged coverage of that. He did get to uh, some good points, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play you some of those in the remainder of this half hour and the beginning of the next. Here he was on his handling of the pandemic, which is, um, you know, the, the, the last great hope of the left to defeat Donald Trump in the election. Despite the fact that we, I, have done a phenomenal job with it, I shut down the United States to very heavily infected, but all people from China in late January, which is months earlier than other people would have done it if they would have done it at all. I saved hundreds of thousands of lives. We don't ever. Remember, they said that uh, they could expect 2.2 million deaths. It's uh, it's now um, upwards of a hundred thousand, but the mortality rate in the United States is lower than any other industrialized nation. Get even a mention. Then I closed it down to Europe early, closed it down because I saw what was happening. And by the way, most people said, don't do it. Don't do it. We saved hundreds of thousands of lives. And all we do is get hit on like we're terrible. He wants so much to be liked by the media. He needs to just move on from that because it's never going to happen. Uh, one of the reasons they're determined to get him out of there is because he's so critical of them and has exposed them of being a bunch of uh, hypocritical hacks. Here's a clip from the rally when uh, Trump was uh, talking about the Supreme Court. But I'll be soon announcing a new list of exceptional candidates for the United States Supreme Court. Yeah, buddy, you need to revise that list. Actually, yeah, well, uh, Kavanaugh voted with minority on the sanctuary cities. (laughs) You know, if it was a a solid vote, I wouldn't mind. But uh, he he basically threw over constitutional uh, interpretation to uh, to side with a minority and i'll choose only from that list a hundred percent probably 25 incredible people any one of which could be a great justice any one of which and i did it last time and people loved when i did it and i'll only pick from that list biden can't release his list because the names would be too extreme too radical they wouldn't be acceptable but they will be very radical people. That's a very good point. We need to see Joe Biden's list. We need to see Joe Biden's list because if he picks anybody that's a moderate, then his left wing base will scream bloody murder. And if he do, if he 
picks these left wing judges as what, which I believe he actually will, then, uh, then he will alienate a big part of middle America. And here's a clip of, uh, Trump pointing out who's in charge of Biden's energy policy. Biden is fully controlled by the fringe of his party. He is their pawn. He doesn't even know where the hell he is. Let's face it. He installed socialists, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, to be in charge of his environmental policy and his energy, energy. You can forget petroleum. How does Oklahoma feel about being petroleum free? Not good, right? Our country will have no energy. Our country will have nothing. Oklahoma, Texas, North Dakota, and many others will all be out of business. I don't think that's going to work out too well, but she's actually in charge of environment. AOC is in charge of uh, Joe Biden's energy policy. Can you imagine that? A bartender is going to take the lead on energy. we got to run out to a break. When we come back, we'll take some more from the uh, Trump speech at the rally, and then we're going to get on to the latest developments on monuments right after these messages. On right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Stick with us. Between prepping ingredients, setting the table, and planning your tomorrow, sometimes you need an extra hand with dinner. Delta Faucet is here to help. Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot with Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology and fill it with the perfect amount of water. Done. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voiceiq to see how Voice IQ can fill your dog's bowl, wash your hands, and more. Between prepping ingredients, setting the table, and planning your tomorrow, sometimes you need an extra hand with dinner. Delta Faucet is here to help. Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot with Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology and fill it with the perfect amount of water. Done. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voiceiq to see how Voice IQ can fill your dog's bowl, wash your hands, and more. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective. So we're, uh, we're excerpting uh, Donald Trump's speech at his rally in Tulsa on Saturday. You probably watched it. Uh, America First supporters have been hungry uh, for Trump to resume these rallies, but I think it's a good exercise to excerpt the uh, substantive parts of Trump's speech because, uh, you know, he... He uh, he riffed and and uh, improvised so much during it that it was easy to get lost the actual things uh, that were substantive that he talked about. Um, I think the biggest, uh, despite the cultural revolution that's going on, the biggest issue that Trump has going for him is the economy. Despite the fact that it has been hammered by the uh, the Wuhan virus, the CCP virus. Um, you know, that was a, what, what you'd call a black swan event. Uh, prior to that, Trump had engineered through some very basic conservative economic policies 
the hottest economy that uh, in my lifetime and uh, and was you know had record employment going on and finally after uh, 30 or 40 years of wage stagnation had finally started delivering some some uh, benefits some dividends up from the economy to the working class here is trump um talking about the uh, or bragging about i guess it would be more accurate the economy at his speech two weeks ago job numbers came in the single he's actually talking about the recovery since the uh, the lockdowns two weeks ago job numbers came in the single biggest number in the history of our country last week last week retail sales numbers came in retail sales the single greatest number in the history of our country trump's got so many things that he can talk about that it's hard to know which one uh which ones um you know to spend your uh to try to focus the voters on here he is talking about the uh the historic tax cut that stopped punishing american producers and started bringing back jobs and manufacturing we passed the largest tax cuts in the history of our country. The Democrats want to raise your taxes. Tell me about that. Tell me about that. I guess I'm old-fashioned. You know, all my life, all my life, I heard politicians want to lower taxes, not raise them. If you could lower them, you couldn't lose. The Democrats want to substantially raise your taxes. How do you figure that? How do you figure that? And regulation cuts, we passed more regulation cuts than any administration in the history of our country. So we need to be reminded of that uh, at every turn. And and they're going to have to reframe this conversation. The Democrats like to say, oh, the tax cuts went to the rich. And the reason they can say that is because, uh, you know, a big chunk of these tax cuts did go in, in fact, go to uh, corporations. But that was the necessary thing if we were going to bring manufacturing back to these shores, because if you make it uh, less profitable to do business here than, uh, than, say, Europe or Ireland or most especially China and India and Mexico, then you don't have an economy. And here is Trump hitting Biden on his history um, with offshoring jobs to, uh, to China. On one of the single most important policy decisions of our lifetime, Joe Biden sided with China over America. That's closing the border. He thought it was a terrible thing. Remember, this was all this was in January. That's early, real early. The end of January, he thought it was a terrible thing when we closed the border to many people that were badly infected with COVID. When the chips are down, Biden will always cave to the radical left. He'll always bow to the angry mob and he will never protect you or your family. And you know that. Joe Biden will always let you down. That's been his history. At my direct... Oh, well, the better word would have been sell out. Joe Biden will always sell you out. That has been his history. That's been his history. 
At my direction early this year, the heroes of the U.S. military took out the world's top terrorist, the savage killer and leader of ISIS, al-Baghdadi, and the number one terrorist anywhere in the world, Qasem Soleimani. We took him out. This clip is not exactly as advertised because uh, it was such a disjointed speech. But here's the part where he he gets about uh, gets to about Biden being in China's pocket. Joe Biden opposed killing Soleimani. He was vehement. Oops. Hang in there. We killed this number one terrorist. He didn't like it. You know why he didn't like it? Because he thought it would be good politically. That didn't work out too well. Just as he opposed the raid that killed Osama bin Laden. He opposed it. You know that. Biden is always on the wrong side of history, as said by people that are with him and worked with him. He never made a correct foreign policy decision. Biden is a puppet for China. Son walked out with 1.5 billion. I think it's a little bit. Allowing them to rip off America for many years. Now they're paying us billions and billions of dollars. We give a lot of it to our farmers. We have plenty left over. John- well, I apologize that that clip wasn't exactly on point. Um, the, he, he does finally get to the, the nub of the issue that China is a puppet for, I mean, Biden is a puppet for China. His son is still on the Chinese communist payroll to the tune of eight or ten million dollars every year the money that he's getting paid for fees on that 1.5 billion dollar investment that china made in his hedge fund is throwing off money that's why you never see him anymore because he's hunkered down you know in his hollywood enclave just continuing to ride the gravy train and biden's going to have to answer for that and I, i wish the president or i i expect that he will um you know dig deeper into that point I think this is the clip I meant to play. Maybe I shouldn't speak too soon, but uh, where Trump is hitting Biden on his globalist uh, outlook. Joe Biden's record can be summed up as four decades of betrayal, calamity and failure. He never did anything. He was a senator. He was a vice president. He was before that something. Guy, you know what's great? President Trump was tough on this or he was tough. They complained never did anything about it. He's been there for 43 years or 47 years. He never did anything about it. Biden supported every globalist attack on the American worker. Let's make every country in the world rich but ourselves, including NAFTA, the disaster of NAFTA. He wanted to go and TPP would have ruined our automobile industry. Korea, I renegotiated the deal. I took a horrible deal. That was a Hillary Clinton special. That was a Hillary Clinton special. She said, we have to make this deal with South Korea. It's going to mean 250,000 jobs. And she was right for South Korea, 250,000 jobs. And China's entry into the World Trade Organization was supported by sleepy Joe Biden. That was one of the worst deals economically in the history of our country. When China joined the World Trade Organization, they became, they were flatlined for decades. They became like a rocket ship. He voted for the war in Iraq. He voted for mass amnesty for illegal aliens. 
He supports sanctuary cities, and now Biden wants to end immigration enforcement and require, he wants to require you to provide free health care for millions and millions of illegal aliens, okay? I mean, the, the material that Joe Biden and the Democrat Party have given Donald Trump to run on is almost endless. He got to it uh, at the speech, but it was only after, uh, you know, his um, his stand up act. And I think he should have probably put that toward the end if he was going to do it at all. And here is uh, President uh, getting t- uh, to the the issue uh, uh, at the forefront of the voters minds right now. And this is this lawlessness in the street and the destruction of our uh, of our history with these monuments. Republicans are the party of liberty, equality, and justice for all. We are the party of Abraham Lincoln, and we are the party of law and order. So here is a continuation of that, uh, pointing out that that Trump predicted uh, that, you know, these uh, these attack on our monuments would move quickly from the Confederacy to other uh, icons in American history. The left wing anarchists tore down a statue of Thomas Jefferson. Now we're getting into the real stuff. They decapitated a statue of Christopher Columbus, except in New York when the Italians surrounded it. They didn't have too much of a chance. Those Italians, I love the Italians. They heard they were going to rip down their beautiful Christopher Columbus, and all of a sudden they circled that thing. They didn't do too well in hurting Christopher, did they? In fact, they've uh, tore down a dozen or more Christopher Columbus statues across this country. You wonder at what point they're going to uh, demand that uh, the cities that are named after Columbus change their names or or Washington, D.C., for that matter. Thank you to our Italian population. We're very proud of you. Right? <laughs> Two days ago, leftist radicals in Portland, Oregon, ripped down a statue of George Washington. an American flag and set the American flag on fire. Democrat. All Democrat. Everything I tell you is Democrat. And you know, we ought to do something, Mr. Senators. We have two great senators. We ought to come up with legislation that if you burn the American flag, you go to jail for one year. One year. So Trump laid the destruction of these statues squarely at the feet of the Democrat Party. Um, The media will argue, well, that's not the Democrats. They don't support that, but they certainly aren't opposing it. Have you heard any Democrat speak out about the destruction of our history and and our uh, heritage in this country with the destruction of these statues? Not one. Not a single one. And he talks about, uh, you know, he would make the burning of the American flag – a misdemeanor punishable by up to a year in prison. That's a uh, controversial issue that the Supreme court has ruled against, but uh, I think it's worth uh, retrying what it is. is an incitement to riot or is an incitement to violence. If you take the symbols 
of our great country and you start burning it in the streets, what you're doing is engaging in uh, disorderly conduct and you're inciting violence. So I've always thought there is a case to be made there. Of course, it butts up against the free expression in the First Amendment, but uh, it seems that the uh, Supreme Court has no problem silencing views from the conservative side of the political spectrum, but when they want to burn a flag, oh yeah, that's all just fine. And here's where uh, the president gets to Joe Biden's history uh, of supporting um, racist and segregationist in the United States Congress. When Biden first ran for president over 33 years ago, remember I used to call him 1% Joe, he never got more than 1%, until Obama took him off the trash heap. But he blatantly copied the speech of a British politician, even ripping off the man's personal biography and family history and claiming it was his own. He forgot to say he was born in America. Joe Biden is a shameless hypocrite. Since 2003, he has delivered fawning eulogies to the funeral and at those funerals of three leading supporters of segregation, including a former member of the KKK. And yet Biden is now smearing as racists tens of millions of people like yourselves, decent, hardworking Americans, who he's never met, and he frankly probably doesn't want to meet. America should not take lectures on racial justice from Joe Biden. They most certainly should not. He eulogies. Trump said a member of the KKK. Robert Byrd wasn't just a member of the KKK. He was a, a grand Klegel. He was the organizer of the Ku Klux Klan in West Virginia. I've got a clip here. This is uh, actually Joe Biden. At Robert Byrd's funeral, not Jim Byrd, Jim, uh, Robert Byrd, eulogizing the former Grand Klegel of the Ku Klux Klan. As also noted, Robert C. Byrd was a parliamentary library, a keeper of the institution of the Senate, and he was the institution itself. But to me, and many people here today, like guys I see, Bill Bradley and Jim Sasser, who long left the Senate for greener pastures, and I hope better remuneration. We used to kid about that too, but he's complaining he doesn't get paid enough as a U.S. senator. He's gotten fabulously wealthy, and so is his family um, off of his service in the Senate. We used to kid about that too, but I, uh, for a lot of us, he was a friend, and he was a mentor, and he was a guy. Well, Robert Byrd was a mentor to many Democrats, including Hillary Clinton, by the way. They're willing to uh, forgive history when it comes to people in the Democrat Party, but uh, for Republicans, they're just not going to have it. we got to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Mojo. Attention homeowners that have ever had a broken appliance. (laughs) That's a joke, right? We've all had broken appliances. I own a home just like you and have found a way for as little as a dollar a day to have all the major appliances in my home on a warranty plan. 
They're guaranteed to be fixed or replaced. You know how expensive an air conditioner, a heating system, a washing machine, dryer, water heater, or refrigerator can be. For about a dollar a day, all your major appliances are protected in case they break. Unless you're uh, Daddy Warbucks or the Monopoly guy and you don't care about money, call my friends at the Home Service Club now and get a warranty on your major appliances. It's a free call and the first month is free. But be one of the first 25 people to call within the next 10 minutes. 800-255-4940 That's 800-255-4940 Between prepping ingredients, setting the table, and planning your tomorrow, sometimes you need an extra hand with dinner. Delta Faucet is here to help. Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot with Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology and fill it with the perfect amount of water. Done. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to see how Voice IQ can fill your dog's bowl, wash your hands, and more. Mojo. So the authorities out in California have finally found uh, a a public um, uh, a property that they're willing to defend in Thousand Oaks, California. I think that's in Los Angeles County. Three men have now been arrested for vandalizing public property. The public property in question was a Black Lives Matter sign. So after turning a blind eye to all of this destruction of expensive hundred year old monuments to uh, great people in our history. They've finally decided something that they're willing to put their foot down. You can't vandalize a black lives matter sign. Hundreds and hundreds of these black lives matter and Antifa thugs continue to rip down statues to great Americans without any consequence whatsoever. But don't you touch that black lives matter sign over the weekend in San Francisco. They tore down a statue of a Catholic saint, uh, father Sierra, Sarah, who, uh, established, uh, the, uh, the original Catholic missionaries in California, they, they tore his statue down. He's, uh, he's standing on the pedestal holding up the cross and they pulled it down. So if you thought, you know, there was a limit to this destruction, think again, they have, they're now going after your religion. Can you imagine what would ever happen if these lunatics ever got inside the Smithsonian or any of these other Museums that house our our legacy, the the treasures of our legacy. What if what if the um, the violent um, Muslim agitators over in France ever get inside the Louvre? Do you have any doubt what's going to happen to these these treasures of Western civilization? They'll burn it. They'll burn it to the ground, and all of that history will be lost. In New York, the Marxist mayor, Bill de Blasio, how did a Marxist become mayor of New York City, which is the 
the shrine of capitalism in the world. I mean, you look at this, these violent protests taking part, uh, taking place in these streets on wall street in these canyons of capitalism in New York city. But they quickly moved on from, you know, attacks on Confederate statues. They, they've now torn down and desecrated statues to the founder of the country, Washington, George Washington. How long will it be before they demand that the Washington monument on the mall be taken down or renamed after Al Sharpton? How long before they'll demand the name of Washington, D.C. be changed? Trump said they tore down a statue of Christopher Columbus. They've been tearing down statues of Christopher Columbus for months. Just a, a blatant insult to the history of this country. And at some point, uh, they're going to move on to Mount Rushmore. They're already, you know, that other uh, uh, great relief in Stone Mountain in Georgia of the uh, Confederate generals. It's it's uh, under attack. I don't know what they expect to do. I guess they're going to have to blast it. Maybe they can line up some artillery and blast it off the side of that mountain. That's what the Taliban would do, and that's what these people will do too because they share the same sort of hatred for our history. Is Mount Rushmore next? Will they, will they blast that? Nobody's standing up. No conservatives are, are standing up to protect these monuments. They ought to have around the clock protection for all of these monuments with the U.S. military, they ought to have a, a big enough force there to defend these statues. Now, if if people want to take them down, relocate them, well, there's a process for doing that. But just allowing these thugs to go out there in the, st- the streets and destroy our history is totally unacceptable. You remember uh, Donald Trump predicted this was going to happen, that they're going to go after Washington and Jefferson. It didn't take long for it to happen. Back when Trump predicted that, he was ridiculed and and um, said to be, you know, uh, just being a demagogue. Here is uh, the despicable John Oliver on that topic. The president's concern seems to be that tearing down statues leads to a slippery slope. This week it's Robert E. Lee. I noticed that Stonewall Jackson's coming down. I wonder, is it George Washington next week? And is it Thomas Jefferson the week after? You know, you, all, you really do have to ask yourself, where does it stop? Okay, well, I'll tell you where it stops. Somewhere. Anytime someone asks, where does it stop? The answer is always, fucking somewhere. You might let your kid have Twizzlers, but not inject black tar heroin. You, d- you don't just go, well, after the Twizzlers, where does it stop? Well, it's going to stop somewhere, he says. Well, it, it'll stop. I can tell you when it will stop if it's allowed to continue. It'll stop when all of the history of America and Western civilization is destroyed, John Oliver. He's what passes as a thought leader on the left. And none of these monuments should be changed under the threat of violence. 
to be honest with you, the vast majority of black people don't support this either. These are just a bunch of thugs out in the street imposing their ideology on the rest of us. And they're totally historically ignorant. In California, they attacked and destroyed the statue of a prominent Quaker who was one of the very first and strongest voices against slavery. He was an abolitionist before abolition was cool. In Boston, they attacked and defaced a monument to the, um, the black regiment that fought on the side of the Union uh, that was uh, remembered in the movie Glory. They're totally ignorant of their history. They're just attacking anything that they think celebrates our history. And Ann Coulter, she started the movement on Twitter that is just absolutely delicious. She's pointing out that Yale University is named after a guy that made his fortune as a slave trader and calling for it to be renamed. And you... Coulter's absolutely right, but you don't stop with Yale. Harvard University, too, made a large part of its original endowment on the slave trade. That endowment is up to, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars. It's the largest endowment in the world at this point. And Brown University, also founded by a slave trader, another Ivy League institution. So I think that, first of all, Yale, Harvard, and Brown, and others, where these uh, Ivy-educated elites that have been wrecking this country for the last 40, 50 years, they ought to first have to change their name, and then they ought to have to contribute their entire endowment. Give it to Al Sharpton so, so he can fix the damage they've done. Give it to Jesse Jackson or some of these other race hustlers or hell, just, just, to, uh, just do some reparations. They believe in reparations. Well, hell divide that money up and mail it to black people across this country. They need to do that. If they're, if they're true to their, um, if they're going to walk the walk instead of just talk the talk, that's exactly what needs to happen. All of those billions of dollars in the the endowment of these Ivy League universities that uh, benefited so greatly from slavery. Give it up. Give it up. Let's, let's see it. Let's see if you really believe the BS you've been peddling. And I'm almost out of time, and I didn't get to the, uh, the continuation of all the violence that's going on in these Democrat cities as they uh, undermine and throw police officers under the bus but we're going to get to that on tomorrow's show we'll open up with that and i hope you'll be there here for that well that's what take that takes us to the end of this edition of right now with jim dawes i want to thank you for joining us and i hope you'll come back here tomorrow right here on the mojo 50 radio network we'll talk to you then This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. 
Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. This episode is sponsored by schwanns.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details.